to you by the Las Cruces Sun News. This is Straight Shooter. What is going on, everybody? This is Justin Martinez, a.k.a. Jade Sports Dude. And if you are listening right now, let me just say thank you for tuning in to Straight Shooter, the podcast where I shoot from the hip and give you everything that you need to know about the New Mexico State men's basketball team. This is episode 19 of our season-long journey. So if you're a returning listener, then welcome back. I missed you. And if you're new to the program, well, then welcome to the family. Where have you been all my life? Guys, it is crazy to say this, but this is the final episode of the regular season. So I thought, you know what? But let's do something special this time. There are two New Mexico State players who used to have their own podcast along with a friend of theirs. And who better to talk about all things New Mexico State than the guys who actually wear the jerseys on game day. So here to co-host the entire episode from start to finish is the dynamic duo, the Las Cruces natives, Tennessee Owens and Bryce Rewalt. Guys, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, excited, for the, excited for the tournament. Thanks for having us, Justin. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. I'm excited to have you guys on here. Now, talk to me really quick. You guys had your own podcast, the Sports Triad, was it called, right? Can yeah, you talk about just yeah. how that came to be? It was uh, – so it started off – I was in a, a sports and society class, and I was with, my, with our friend Ethan, and one of the assignments was, was to make a podcast. So we turned it in, and we actually had a lot of fun with it, so that we tried to uh, go about starting our own show. And it went, yeah. what, from April to – yeah, we, uh, you guys had me on as the guest for the assignment, yeah. right? And then we were like, we all did it, and we finished it. Like, yo, this is kind of fun. I think we said, it was like, what, four or five months? Yeah. Probably three, yeah, anywhere like three or five months. I can't like remember. 20-some episodes. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we'd try to do it every week, and then I'm sure looking back at it now, I'm sure a couple <laughs> episodes were really poorly put together. <laughs> but um, we got better as it went along. It was a lot of fun. It was mostly just like talking sports, just like, yeah. you know, when you hit – like April through the summer, you know, you don't have a whole lot of stuff to do. So mm-hmm. I think we did it just to pass time. Yeah. Gave us a reason to all hang out with each other. And uh, it was a lot of fun just talking sports. Yeah. You guys have some cool guests on it, I think, as well, right? Um, I know you had a guy from Mayfield High School. Uh, yeah. What was his name? Um, Kavika Johnson, yeah, I think he's it was. A wide receiver uh, at yeah. UTEP. We had Trevor uh, Rogers, right? Yeah, Trevor Rogers. We had uh, the MLB World Series umpire, uh, Ash- uh, Ashley Randazzo's dad, wow. uh, Tony Randazzo. Um, we had Justin Hawkins, Aggie Legend. So yeah, we had a bunch yeah. of people on there. Ian Baker. It was yeah. a lot of fun. That was the hardest thing to try to get guests. Oh, yeah. Um, and then towards the end, we kind of focused more on getting New Mexico State athletes just because, mm-hmm. you know, people are interested in that. So yeah. but it was a lot of fun. Nice. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, well, let's go ahead and get started, guys. We are coming to you from a place that we like to call The Saloon. So, Barkeep, what do we have on tap for today? On tap today is a recap of the Cal Baptist game and a preview of the WAC tournament. Co-hosted by Tennessee Owens and Bryce Rewalt. Alrighty, thank you, Barkeep. I have my lasso in hand, and it's time for our post-game roundup. The segment will round up our thoughts on the most recent New Mexico State game. And in this case, the Aggies ended their regular season with a dominant 83-50 home win over Cal Baptist to become the first team in WAC history to go a perfect 16-0 in conference play. It was a great send-off for the team seniors. And since there are three of us here, we're each going to give our takeaway from the game. First of all, guys, just talk about that atmosphere at that game. They go 16 you know just how rewarding was that feeling it was it was yeah it was rewarding for sure I think we all uh, had a goal in mind at the start of the start of the league that we you know we didn't want to lose any more games you know we're coming in at six and six um, going into that uh, the Mississippi State game and you know coach talked about it, he's like we have a chance to you know do something special here and um, to cap it off like that with a convincing win against Cal Baptist uh, it was a good feeling I think we you know we sent a message going into the conference tournament like you know we're gonna be a tough out and uh 
you know what a what a what a conference what a conference season what a what a slate uh it took everybody you know some some games were closer than others some were a little bit more uh a little more lopsided but i mean you know i can remember some from each game that you know was significant in our success of you know going 16 to 0 so um you know what a you know what a year yeah and Bryce you were one of the seniors on that team four senior nights just how cool of a send off was that yeah so <clears throat> it was it was a lot of fun it was um kind of interesting seeing the crowd support i wasn't really expecting to see that many students i know me and tennessee were talking about it and it's still just like when you come down when you run down the stairs and me and tim always look at each other as soon as we run down the stairs and it's like man i can't i still can't believe this is happening but um no yeah i think the biggest takeaway from that game was um we were really clicking on all cylinders and uh, i think everyone was a little bit a little bit surprised at the 33 point win but um it was so much fun down there both celebrating on the bench and then getting our getting our couple minutes in at the end so yeah 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 what's the big thing you can take away from this one Tennessee I think we just defended really well I mean you we held them to 29 from from the field 26 from three um they make free throws so they shot 82 percent um but you know we held you know held Aqua to 15 points on 16 shots so I mean we did our job on him but I mean anytime you hold a team to 29 percent from the field you usually are in good shape for in terms of the outcome of the game, but I think that you know we had coach talks about it every every game. We treat every game like the Super Bowl, um, and that's top to bottom. So I think that I think we just defended really well, and you know they had our full attention, just like he says. Um, and you know we, we got the scout into the game. We you know we were like Bryce said, we we're firing on all cylinders. And when we put together a complete performance like that, it, you know it gives us a lot of confidence going into Vegas you know, that we can accomplish big things. Yeah, definitely. I think the really big thing is just you guys' bench depth that you've had. Now that obviously that's gone a little up and down throughout the season because of the injuries you've had, just not a lot of bodies at times. Yeah. But you look at this one, 30 bench points, and just everybody was stepping up. C.J. Bobby, even though he got the start, he's mostly been off the bench. Mm-hmm. He had a really good game. It was 10 points for him. Yeah. Sean Buchanan didn't score, but this guy just had such a great performance on defense. I think really just the perfect stat line that describes him as a player. Oh, for sure. It was four steals, three assists, a block. You mentioned his work on Milan. A guy that uh, put up 24 points on you guys the first time yeah. around. Five for 14 shooting this time around. Just so many guys willing to step up just whenever their number is called. Just Can you talk about that mentality for the team? It seems like just everybody's ready when the moment's there. Yeah, I think it's just being locked into, you know, what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, you know, everything's articulate and uh, carefully planned out. You know, we usually try to take away the team's crutches. And when it comes down to it, we got to play breakdown basketball and uh, guard the ball and, you know, keep, keep guys out of the lane and, you know, hold them to one shot and, you know, get out and run. Um, and I think when you get the production from a from from the reserves like that, um, it makes us really tough to beat any team really. But when you get 30 bench points in a college basketball game when it's you know lower possession than professional basketball, then uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be tough to beat. If you get 30 bench points, you're usually gonna be tough to beat. And um, you know we played really well. CJ's been playing really well, and a lot of the guys off the bench have been providing really good uh, really good minutes for us. Even Big Will, whose you know numbers aren't really gaudy, he's you know provided a a different type of uh, engine in terms of uh complimenting Yvonne and like you said Sean, Sean Buchanan just does what Sean Buchanan does he's a leader for us not going to be the most gaudy numbers or glaring uh stat you know stat line but four steals three assists a rebound um but a lot of the stuff he does comes off the stat sheet you know he's he held uh he held Milan to 16 shots 15 points so um you know he just does what he does and I think everyone would agree. Bryce is the same. Bryce sees it every day too. Yeah.
Yeah, and also another thing, obviously, seniors were scoring, and Bryce, you got on the scoreboard there. Pretty cool way to do it. You talk about you had a, I think it was a one-on-one on, one on yeah. the free throw. You missed it, and then they just didn't go for the ball. He just went and put it back in. Can you talk right. about your thought process on yeah. that one? Um, so I uh, just rem- I remember like, when I got fouled, and I looked up right at the scoreboard right away, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to shoot some free throws. <laughs> um, they're not my favorite things to shoot, but I go up to the line, and um, – being my first free throws ever, um, I was a little nervous and I just had a weird feeling about the shot. And I remember, the, I remember it was a one and one. So I knew if, if this comes off, which it probably will, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna chase it down right away. And sure enough, um, I got a pretty good bounce off the rim. And no one else went for nobody it. Nobody else moves. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it was definitely relieving whenever uh, I made it and I saw the ref say it was a one and one and not a yeah. double, double bonus. You but. put us at ten offensive rebounds. That's what we like to get to. So That's true. All you yeah. gotta do is go, just like Coach Jan says, just go to the glass. Sometimes yeah. you, get, you get rewarded for it. I was gonna say you guys have been uh, rebounding really well, especially on the offensive glass lately. That has been a, a focal point for the yeah. team. Yeah, we've been, we've tried to uh, gain probably a renewed sense of offensive rebound, going to the glass, sending you know three four to the glass, depending on who's shooting the ball, um, and then getting back in transition. That's the whole thing, you know, crash and run, you know, crash and get back and. I think in terms of you know our numbers, it's starting to show a little bit. You know that's the, that's the our calling card, and that's what everyone talks about. It's the first thing on the game plan is as soon as you know you see that you're playing us, we got to check out. And you know when you're sending four of the glass, you see our guys coming. Um, you know it's going to be a tough game, and I think we're getting back to that. Um, so yeah, we're we're rebounding the ball at a high level right now, and I think that's a big reason why we're having a lot of success. <laughs> Alrighty guys, so that buzzer means that is all the time we have for segment number one. Now it's time for a preview of New Mexico State's opening round game at the WAC tournament against Chicago State on Thursday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. The Aggies swept the season series by an average of 30.5 points per contest, earning a 93-54 victory at home, followed by a 71-49 victory on the road. But one thing Jans has been consistent about when he's talking to the media, I'm sure to the players as well, is that every team gets the same amount of respect for you guys. So just what stands out? when you're doing your research on the Cougars, guys? Every team gets our full attention, just like you said. Uh, we treat every game like the Super Bowl. That's even Jans talks about that every single day. Um, it's March. You know, everybody wants to win. Anything can happen. So there's no room for error. There's no, you know, game to take a night off. So we're going to be prepared for them, just like they're probably going to prepare for us. It's March. These guys are probably hungry for a win. They haven't won in a while. There's seniors on the team that want to go out the same way we want to go out. So... Um, they're college basketball players for a reason. Division one basketball players want to play basketball, and um, I'm happy for them that they're going to Vegas, uh, just especially for the seniors, because um, that's a, you know that's a tough program to play in. It's you know not the flashiest place to play. I'm sure um, it's hard to go through a season like that, but um, I respect them for playing, um, and I'm glad they're going to Vegas just for the fact that you know it's for, for the seniors and for the players that just want to play basketball, but. Uh, we're going to scout them the same way, and we're going to be ready for them, and that's top to bottom. We, we prepare like we're going to play 40 minutes, even though we probably won't. Um, but, yeah, we're going to be prepared for them, and it's going to be a good, uh, good way to start off uh, the WAC tournament. Yeah, and I'm sure you guys are going to have a target on your back as you have all season you know, with this being New Mexico State. Bryce, can you kind of talk about just you know what it's like to kind of know you're going to get your best shot right. from other teams? Yeah, I know. It's, um, it's something we've kind of come accustomed to, obviously, especially in the WAC. Everyone knows – who's kind of been running the tables for the past few years. And it's all, if when you're in those other team's shoes, it's always fun to get, get your shot at, at a team like us. And, uh, um, but yeah, definitely, no, we, we understand that we're going to get everyone's best shot, whether it be Chicago State, Grand Canyon, uh, UTRGV, anyone. But yeah, like Tennessee said, we, uh, they're, a division one, they're a Division one basketball team, and it's March, and anything can happen in March. So uh, yeah, we'll definitely 
um, be prepared as we've been preparing these last two days and as, as we will these next two days as well. Yeah, for sure. So Chicago State is led by Xavier Johnson, a five foot eleven junior who is averaging team highs of 15.4 points, 2.8 assists, and 1.4 steals per contest. He can take it to the rim, shoot it from deep, get to the line with ease, but Johnson has only averaged 8.5 points per game on 30% shooting during the two matchups against the Aggies. Obviously, this is a dangerous player, but what do you think you guys have done so well to contain him so far? I think it's just personnel, knowing who, uh, knowing who you're guarding. Uh, he's a good player. Every, every college basketball team in the country has good players, and, um, and he's one of them. Uh, we do, we've done a good job on him, but I don't think that's a focal point. I think we try to take away teams' crutches and you know what they fall back on when, when, things get, when things get rough. And I think it's just played out that way. He hasn't shot the ball well against us, but that could definitely change, and I'm sure um, he's wanted to play well against us. Everybody does want to play well against us. So, um, yeah, he's a good player. He... Uh, he scored a lot of points for him. He averages 15 a game. Um, not so much against us, but uh, I think that's what we do. We try to take guys away and try to take things away that, uh, that, that players do well. So I think we're going to try to do the same thing. We don't really focus too much on uh, putting one guy on this guy and saying, this is how many points you got scored on by him or this guy is scoring this many on whoever. Uh, we just, it's a team, we're a team defense, and we build it a certain way uh, for that reason. And I think that, um, that he's going to have our full attention. He's the head of the snake. Um, you know, he's going to have the ball's hands a lot uh, during the game, and uh, we're going to have to try to do our best job on him uh, yeah. throughout the game. Yeah, and you mentioned that it's not one guy who just guards, like Xavier Johnson in this situation. It's kind of a whole flurry yeah. of guys. Uh, this backcourt, just a lot of really great defenders. We talked about yeah. Sean Buchanan, Evan Gillard the second, also really good. Uh, Jabari Rice when he slides into that two spot. You guys, obviously, you don't play them on game days, but just in terms of scrimmaging and practice, Bryce, just how hard is it to score on these guys? <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, it's – very hard, but it's a lot of fun. Um, I think it's it kind of gives me and Tia a sense of pride knowing that we go we get to go against the best team in the WAC every single day. And mm -hmm. uh, um, but it, it definitely gives us uh, some confidence. But a lot of days we're we're in there getting our butts kicked. But um, but yeah, the defense um, has obviously a focal point of of our team, and it's something Coach Jans instills in in everyone um, here. And um, a lot of pride is taken in that, especially when. You should see the guys when they're doing one-on-one -on -one drills and, and how, how mad they get if, if someone scores or the trash talk. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to be around for sure. Yeah, they don't take it easy on you guys at all. Oh, no, and they shouldn't. It doesn't yeah. matter. We're on the team. We practice every day the same way they do. Yeah. We get you know reps every day just yeah. like them. So Makes you better, I'd yeah. imagine, too. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's through the chain. It's, Jans treats us the same way that he would treat anybody else. So I wouldn't want it any different, and I wouldn't expect them to treat us any different. Yeah, definitely. Now, another guy to watch out for is the second half of Chicago State's one-two punch, and that is Andrew Lewis. He's a six-foot-three junior shooting guard who is averaging 12.2 points, four rebounds, and 1.6 assists per game. Not someone who's going to rely on that three-ball too much. It's mostly getting to the rim, drawing contact with him. Yeah. Now, Lewis averaged 11 points on 35.3% shooting during the two matchups against uh, New Mexico State. So, obviously, this is a guy that likes to get to the rim. Can you guys talk about just the rim protectors you have on this squad? Yeah, we're not the biggest. I think everyone knows that. Uh, we don't have much shot blockers. I think we're in like the 40s in terms of our amount of blocks this year. Um, so we don't we rely on like team defense keeping the ball out of the paint, point of attack defense. But he's a good player. Like he's a shot maker. He's obviously a proven scorer. He has scored over 300 300 points this year, which you know 12 a game. Mm -hmm. But he's a good player. Uh, we gotta keep him out of the paint. Uh, Make him take uh, contested twos, which is what we want, and then get on a run, holding one shot. But um, those are the two that, that we'll talk about the most over the next couple of days. 
And yeah, besides uh, Xavier Johnson, he's going to be right under him in terms of where uh, where we go for scout and personnel. But yeah, he's a good player. We got we we respect everybody the same way, and he's obviously proven score. And we're gonna have to keep him uh, keep him in check. Yeah, can you guys talk about just what the process is of doing your research on a team? Like around what time of the uh, the week does that start? Just is it more individual that you guys, you know, have your assignments or is it sitting in the film room with the whole team? Just kind of what's that like? Yeah, it's uh, it usually is about two days before the game uh, mm -hmm. is when we'll sit down and have a paper scout and uh, have a video scout and basically break down each each player. Coach kind of gives us um, an idea of how he plays, what he likes to do, um, where we can attack him. And um, also we go over their sets, obviously, and that's something we've had to really um, – focus on this year is because that's our that's our main job when it comes to practice and um but yeah it's usually about two days before we'll we'll prepare for them and um yeah it's it's uh it's it's a lot of a lot of mental uh yeah. stuff going on for sure but yeah definitely and also just another thing obviously at this point in the season you've played all of these guys twice in conference yeah. play just are there just pretty much no surprises at this point like you know what you're expecting when you go into these games everybody knows each other everybody's mm -hmm. gonna prepare uh based off what they've seen on film on uh, on tape and and from other games whether you played the team you're playing or from other from other games in the in the league but yeah like you said you we're now hitting the time where we play we're playing teams for the third time mm -hmm. so everybody knows each other really well and it comes down to you know it's a it's a it's a rubber match so mm -hmm. who's better for the third time who's who can manufacture more baskets and guard guard uh guard each other's crutches and guard each other's uh, stuff the the best the best way, and usually at that point you'll determine figure out who wins. Yeah, I imagine the intensity gets wrapped up in practice too, because oh, you yeah. guys know like you have to be on top of your game because they know exactly what you're gonna do. They know how they're gonna try to stop you, and you guys have to be tip top shape pretty much, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, I mean especially this time of year too. You you kind of get an idea of we have to win the WAC tournament just like any of these other teams got to win the WAC tournament if we want to keep playing basketball. I know mm -hmm. um, that's kind of the mindset that we're, we're gonna look at it, and obviously. Uh, another thing, this goes back to even high school for me and T is when it comes to any sort of bracket, tend to not look at the number next to the name. Yeah. It's um, once you get going, it's you're playing against that team, and there's no number that's going to decide who wins that game. So. Yeah. yeah, you hear it all the time. It's March, so yeah, it's March. Winter go everything. home. Yeah, winter go home for for a conference like us, and uh, we treat it like that. Yeah, definitely. Now I feel the big key to success for you guys in this one is to win the turnover battle. That's something you guys did really well in those two matchups against Chicago State. You forced an average of 17.5 turnovers per game, which you converted into an average of 27 points per contest. Just how much of it is a momentum boost as opposed to maybe getting a bucket in your half-court offense when you're able to get one off a turnover and get in transition? Uh, anytime you don't have to run any sets um, and you can just get out and play, um, that's, that's beneficial for your team. You don't have to... Uh, throw anything out there for another team to scout, especially in college basketball where everyone knows everybody's stuff. Um, but yeah, if you can turn the ball over and get out and run and not have to worry about uh, running breakdown basketball or sets, then uh, you know, advantage us. So uh, yeah, obviously, like you said, if we turn them over and uh, convert off turnovers and we take care of the ball ourselves, we'll be in good shape in any game we play all year. So and that's and it's that's held true all year. I and mean, if you most of the time, if you win the turnover battle, just like in you know football and. Uh, any sport, really. If you if you have if you turn the ball over less than the than the than the team you're playing, usually you're going to be in a in a in a good chance to to win the game. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you guys get a turnover, it might lead to a couple of dunks, which we had some pretty cool ones in the one against Cal Baptist. <laughs> Trev with a couple, I think, an alley oop off the backboard to himself. Yeah. You guys kind of just get like you know what's coming when they get on that fast I break. I think everyone blacked out in that yeah. little, in that little <laughs> segment. Yeah. When I go back and think about those three dunks in a row, I 
I don't I just remember I had my hands on my head and I was kind of looking around like what is going on like, <laughs> I didn't even know Trev threw his headband into the crowd I mm-hmm. his, his lob to himself but <laughs> I went I remember I texted him that night because I was re-watching it mm-hmm. and I was like dude did you really throw your headband <laughs> but no, what did just, you say like did he kind of just describe yeah, what was, was going through his mind was, for that he, he said he blacked out too he just it's you kind of get in those situations where yeah. you're just having so much fun the crowd is is so hyped up for you it's you don't remember much yeah it's like when i told you after i made my first three in the yeah. opener i said i blacked out i don't really remember anything <laughs> threw up a three i don't do that usually yeah, yeah. threes but i did it anyways and uh but yeah and especially for him for his family to be there for mm-hmm. his whole family came and i yeah and they're great people and i think that he wanted to play well for them and um you know just uh play for his family and i think that what he put on the floor and uh produced that night was uh, being instilled through his family, and I think that it meant a lot to him. It meant a lot to us, for sure, because, you know, they put a lot into it. And mm-hmm. uh, they, everybody comes from different backgrounds and all have different family situations, and I'm, he loves his family, and I think that he did that 100% for his family, like he talks about all the time. So I was happy for him. Yeah, definitely, guys. Well, now I'm not going to make you guys give a score prediction for this game. I don't want to get you in any hot, uh, <laughs> hot water, but I'll go ahead and give mine for this one. So can I get a drum roll, please? Alrighty, guys, so for this one, I'm going with New Mexico State by a score of 80 to 51. I think just too much scoring for Chicago State to keep up with, especially if you guys bring that defensive intensity, which you really have taken to another level as of late, and then it is on to the quarterfinals. But as you said, no game is a given, so it's going to take New Mexico State's best effort in this one. Alrighty guys, so now it is time for segment number three, which is going to be a bit of a rapid fire segment. I'm gonna name all seven of the other teams in the WAC tournament, and I just want you guys to go ahead and tell me what's the first thing that comes to your mind for each team. Who is the most aggressive? Who has the deepest team? Stuff like that. Are you all ready for this? Yes, sir. All right, so let's get started with the number eight seed, Chicago State. We were talking about them a little bit just before this, but go ahead guys, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of the Cougars? Uh, First thing that comes to my mind is they're gonna play as hard as they can they have they have nothing to lose at this point and um so yeah that's the biggest thing we're gonna have to be ready for is how hard they're gonna play and um they're just gonna they're gonna give us their best shot just like all the remaining six other teams are gonna give us their best shot yeah i think it's just a team that wants to win a basketball game just like everybody else in march um when you get to vegas uh you'll you feel a different sense of energy and it's a different environment different intensity so everybody wants to win nobody wants their season to end and i think it's no different for chicago state and uh like Coach Jan says, everybody uh, gets our full attention. So they're, yeah. they're, that's going to be no different. Yeah, I agree. Those teams with nothing to lose can be the most dangerous sometimes for sure. So next up, the number seven seed in the tournament, Cal State Bakersfield. What comes to your mind when you guys think about the Roadrunners? Easily the most athletic dudes I've ever seen in person. Like, <laughs> it's um, maybe They may not be the most skilled um, when it comes to ball handling and stuff like that, but when you just are out there and you're watching them right in front of you, it's, it's, uh, it's unreal to watch how – high these dudes jump and how fast these dudes are it's it's pretty cool to see they play so hard um coach barnes former coach of the year um in the sec i believe at ole miss and uh and what he what he is and what he believes in is what he puts on the on the floor with his guys and they play extremely hard they're really good defensively i think all both games we played has been in the 60s and 50s so um, they're gonna play really hard Uh, it's a tough out records don't matter when you get to march you see teams winning all the time with losing records, and I think uh, they're going to play extremely hard. They've, they're the last team that's won this thing, so they're the, he's had the most recent taste of, of a championship in this conference besides us, and I think it's going to be a tough out for whoever they're playing, um, regardless of you know what night it is. They're just going to play really hard. 
Yeah, definitely. So moving on to the number six seed in the tournament is Utah Valley. What comes to your mind when you guys think about the Wolverines? Um, what comes to mind to me for sure is the game we had again here against them. Um, yeah. So obviously they proved that they can they can hang with us, and, and um, they honestly probably should have won that game if it wasn't for Jabari's bank three. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, that's the main thing. When I hear Utah Valley, I think of, of that game. Uh, they can score. Uh, offense is, hasn't been their issue all year. I mean, they put up you know, they, what, 82 or 83 mm -hmm. against us, whatever it was, uh, in the 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, scoring's not their problem. They score 70, <coughs> 70 points a game. Defense has been their, been their Achilles heel, and I think they have, tr have had trouble guarding guys uh, teams in the past. But they got a couple guards out front that uh, really make, the, make that engine go, and they, they got a stretch four uh, with, with Jardine that can really stroke it. And um, obviously Isaiah Wright, who's probably an all-whack type of player, he's a uh, he, – He's out front and he plays so hard, but uh, yeah, they can score the ball, and I think that defensively they're a challenge. Yeah, for sure. So moving on to the number five seed in the tournament is Kansas City. What comes to your guys' minds when you think about the Ruse? Uh, they're hot right now. Um, won four of their last five, uh, and then that that fifth one they lost in overtime to Grand Canyon. So um, it's any team that's hot this time of year is is pretty dangerous. And um, um, but yeah, it. Uh, they're very dangerous, and, and we're just excited to get to, to play against them if we get the chance. I just think they have a good team for, for being a mid-major. I, I, I think they have a solid team. I think they know who they are. Um, they're kind of deep. They play a lot of guys. Uh, and then Billy Dolan's a good coach. He's a proven coach. He was really good at Wright State, won 20 games a bunch mm -hmm. of years in a row. Um, and he, he, in terms of preparation, I think they're up there in the conference in terms of best preparation. So if we were to play them, uh, we know that they're going to prepare really well for us and have a really good game plan. Um, but I just think that they know who they are, and they're they're just a solid team in terms of you know what they do. Uh, I think they know who they are, and they're like like most teams in March, teams are going to be a tough out. But I think they're well coached, and they'll be a, a well prepared for whoever they play. Yeah, especially those teams that I think are really peaking at the right time. For That's sure. when you know you got to keep your eye out on that squad. Sure. So moving on to the number four seed in the tournament, it is Grand Canyon, the quote unquote rivals in the conference. What comes to your guys' mind when you think about the Lopes? Um, Tennessee can attest to this too. Is when it comes to the WAC tournament, GCU has always done well out there, um, yeah. regardless of the seed they're at, they are, whether or not they're supposed to win a certain game. They've they've always performed really well out there, and, and um, they're they're going to give anyone their best shot. A lot of talent, you know. They got a lot of a lot of good players, you know, like individual players. Mm -hmm. um, they run a lot of sets. Uh, a lot, they're a half court basketball team, mm -hmm. not a ton of. Uh, break down basketball or get out and run. So um, that's what it that's what it comes down to when it, when you play Grand Canyon. You got to guard um, a lot of in the half court. Uh, so whatever they run, you got to be prepared for. It. But yeah, a lot of individual talent. Obviously, Laver and Carlos Johnson are the head of heads of the Snakes. And then Blackshear as a freshman, uh, really good player out front mm -hmm. who you know really handles the ball well for him and is a good point guard. But yeah, a lot of individual talent. You got to guard guard in the half court for sure. Yeah, definitely. So moving on to the number three seed in the tournament, it is Seattle. What comes to your guys' minds when you think about the Red Hawks? Uh, Terrell Brown. Yeah. yeah he's a good, really good player. Uh, different type of college basketball player compared to what you see now with a lot of people shooting the three. Um, mm -hmm. He's more like 17 and in. Mm -hmm. Doesn't shoot it great from three at 28%, but, I mean, you still got to respect him a little bit out there. But uh, a lot of his work is done, you know, 17, 15 feet and in. He's really good. He's a stat, stat sheet stuffer, he, you know, Leads their team, I think, in assists, and he's rubbed, he's second in rebounds right. too. So uh, does it all for him? Yeah, it doesn't turn the ball over. They're, they don't really turn the ball over that well at all. But he's the head of the snake, and then uh, obviously Morgan Means and and Gregsby are really good players too. But uh, yeah, you got to guard Terrell Brown, and if uh, I think if you do that and take away their 
their uh, their weakness or their strengths, then uh, you'll be in good shape. Yeah, I think anytime you've got a, a player on the team who's a front runner for WAC Player of the Year, it's it's a team yeah. to team to look out for for sure. Especially, um, he has guys that complement him really well, like Tennessee said, Morgan Means, and I think Aaron Nettles too is uh, mm-hmm. is dangerous Sniper. from three. So. Um, yeah, Seattle's a really good ball club, especially when you got uh, a guy named Terrell Brown on your team. Yeah, definitely. Those Terrell Browns are dangerous. Yeah. Players, I'm guys. still taking my Terrell. <laughs> I got, of course, of course. I had to get that out there. So Always. now the last team, the number two seed in the tournament is UTRGV. <laughs> guys, what comes to your mind when you think about the Vaqueros? Um, even even grittier. They're probably the grittiest team in the in the WAC. Uh, mm-hmm. They're gonna. They're gonna play play as hard as they possibly can. They're gonna try to get under your skin. Um, and I know. Um, our guys love to play against competition like that, and yeah. it's it's a lot of fun to get to go against Levi and uh, Jordan Jackson and Varner. Those dudes are legit, um, and I think they're they're playing really well as of late. Uh, talk about a team who knows exactly who they are. Yeah. They throw a lot of defenses at you. Coach Lou Hill, former Oklahoma guy, he uh, he has this weird style of play that works. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they have increased their seed in the last four years mm-hmm. every single year. I think they went from like a six to a two in the past four or five years. So he's obviously uh, has a program that. Uh, he's running a program that knows exactly what they're doing. And like Bryce said, those three guys, uh, Varner, Jackson, and Levi, uh, uh, they're really good players. Levi leads the country in assists or second in assists, and uh, he knows exactly where guys are on the floor, and I think everybody loves playing with them. But they're a tough, they're a tough team to play. They're tough. That's, that's what I would describe them as, a tough team. Alrighty, guys, so that buzzer means that is all the time we have for the final segment. Shout out to Tennessee Owens and Bryce Rewalt. Handled that rapid fire like some pros because, hey, they are pros <laughs> in the realm of podcast, guys. Thank you so much for being on the show. I cannot say how much I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, th- uh, appreciate you having us. Thank you. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun to be on the the other side of the podcast yeah. part, but yeah, <laughs> thanks sure. for having us. Yeah, guys, so like I said, that is going to do it for us here. I will be doing a podcast episode after the tournament, hopefully also previewing the NCAA tournament should the Aggies get that automatic bid. But for now, that is going to do it for Bryce Rewalt, Tennessee Owens. I am Justin Martinez, guys, and I will see you guys next Monday. I'm out. <laughs>